0: As you watch this teaching, please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see this message.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Home Group tonight. My name is Paul Renner. My father, Rick Renner, usually leads The Home Group, but today he asked me to lead because he's busy doing other things. And along with me today here in the studio, of course, you're here with us in The Home Group, but also along with me today is my wonderful mother. Hi, Mama.
2: Hi, Paul. And I want to welcome you, Houghton Group. We are so excited to be with you. And I think what we're going to talk about today is going to be very Interesting to all of us. I hope so. Yes, and very important.
1: Yes, well, today we'll be talking about how to successfully divert and overcome temptations. I think that
0: that is going to be important for everyone. (laughs)
2: That's going to be important for everybody.
0: And of course, Joel is with us in the studio today. Wow, it's so good to be with you, my friends. And I want to tell you something that Paul did not say. Dad today is busy writing his next book. That is what he's doing. And I have to tell you guys, he writes every single day. That's without exaggeration. He writes every day. And it's just, I'm so proud of him for doing that. It takes a lot of work to write. And I really believe that his writings will bless many, many believers around the world. But, you know, Paul, today we're talking about how to divert and overcome temptations. And you cord in this whole series, Dad Teaches About on TV, right at Render.org. Or you can download the free study guide this week as we're teaching it. I think this study guide is just wonderful. And I really hope it blesses your life. And in addition to that, you can get A Life Ablaze on our website right now. And I really believe, and if you could believe with me, that these teachings would bless people's lives. Amen. So please
1: prepare your Bibles. The Bible will change your life. Applying the knowledge that we receive from God in the Bible is what actually changes our daily lives. So please open your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13. This will be our anchor verse for today, tomorrow, and the following Home groups. First Corinthians chapter ten, verse thirteen. There hath no temptation taken you but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, amens. Mm-hmm. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able? But will but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. Amen. God is faithful. It's so important that we talk about temptations because we all have to deal with temptations. Every single person at one point or the other has to deal with some form of temptation. And sometimes we have to deal with some form of temptation actually every single day. And it's important that we understand that the temptations that we're dealing with are common to man. I like that it says here, uh, common to man. I mean, everyone has to deal with it. And when we experience temptation, sometimes we begin to feel lonely. Have you ever felt that? Have you ever felt lonely when you experience temptation? No one else has to deal with what you're dealing with right now. You're the only one that actually knows how difficult it is for you. And regardless what anyone has to say, their words are just not simply enough. They can't really comfort you because you're the one experiencing temptation. You're the one in this difficult situation. And you may feel a little bit lonely in that moment. Have you ever experienced that?
2: Yes, and it's easy to believe those thoughts that no one understands. I am by myself in this. And we even convince ourselves that no one ever, ever experienced this.
1: Yes, we, uh, we, we, we do that. Now, <laughs> this is, uh, it's getting a little bit personal. Uh,
2: But temptation is personal, Paul. Yes, it's
1: it's actually very personal.
2: (laughs) It's very personal. And the Word of God is personal, and God is personal, and the Holy Spirit is personal. He's there to help us through those temptations. And I think this is really important, Paul, what we are saying, that it's common to man. Mm -hmm. And it actually says down here in the notes an un- exceptional,
1: mm-hmm.
2: merely human.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So that means that with whatever temptation you might even be facing right now, like you might be facing a temptation to be angry or, or to, or to be offended or to uh, say, I don't want to go through this again. I mean, whatever the temptation is or a temptation to feel sorry for yourself or a temptation to spend too much money. It's totally common to every man. And Paul, before that, well, after that, it says God is faithful. hmm
1: Yes, God is faithful in every single situation. But what I like uh, or, or what, what's important to me is when we, think about the, when we think about our temptations and the temptations that we experience in lives and in some senses the tests that we go through in lives, we, we think we're alone in them. We, we think that there's no one that can actually comfort or help us. And here in 1 Corinthians 10-13, it says God is faithful. He's with us in those moments. And I'm so grateful that God has not left us without help, even when we think that no one can help us. Uh, There is actually a lot of help available for us, and when we read the Bible, we find it's very comforting. It's very comforting to see that there's a lot of help available. The Holy Spirit is with us, and we're with the body of believers, and we can gain some knowledge and experience from other people that have probably already experienced exactly what you're experiencing today, even though we feel like we're the only people
0: experiencing this. Joel? Well, I'm reading from the notes, and I wish I could say I just knew this out of my mind, but God is faithful. In Greek it is, and it means God is categorically faithful. He's always faithful. There's not a moment God is not faithful. He doesn't even know what that means. God is always faithful. He is not a liar, not like many humans are. God is faithful. And if he says he's going to do something, he's going to do it. And you can bank on that. You can trust the Word of God when it says that.
2: And, you know, I like you talking about that, Joel, because it makes me think about Hebrews chapter 13. that says that Jesus is the same yesterday, right. today, and forever. And though our emotions, they might change or our mind might change or our situations might change, God doesn't change. And, and he's he, he, he doesn't change. We can always come to him. Bible says he doesn't even sleep. We can always come to him. And when we come to him, he not only understands, but he has the help to give us, to get us through the temptation.
1: Amen. Well here in First Corinthians chapter 10 verse 13 it says temptation a temptation is an intense examination a fiery trial or an experience has taken you and i'd like to pay attention to this mm-hmm. word taken lambano means to seize attack grip or take hold of sometimes the situations that we end up in now, they, they may be uh, external, they may be internal, uh, they may have to do with other people, they may have to do with your own personal temptations, and I think it's very important to re- remember that everyone experiences different temptations. Uh, now, we all experience the same type of temptations, but some, one person may be tempted with one thing, while another person, it has no effect on them. For instance, you know, some people just don't like chocolate. Now, I don't really get those people, but some people just do not like (laughs) chocolate. I
2: like dark chocolate.
1: Yeah, mama likes dark chocolate. Now, I I don't like white chocolate, light chocolate, milk chocolate. I'm not into that. But some people just don't like chocolate. And so chocolate is not a temptation. temptation. But maybe there's something else that they could be tempted with. So when we talk about temptations, it's important to remember that everyone has their own set of temptations. Uh, Someone's tempted buy a certain type of food. Someone's tempted uh, to get angry. Someone's tempted to gossip. Someone's tempted in things that other people are not tempted in. But these temptations, when they take hold of you, yeah, uh, and, and that it's important to realize that that sometimes happens. You, you're, you're faced with your temptations, and it's like they take hold of you. And in, And in that situation, we have to remember that This is nothing other than what's common to man. Other people have experienced this, and God is faithful in that situation, even though you may feel like this temptation, experience, situation has taken hold of you. Now, we are free. God has given us freedom. He's given us freedom, and he's given us the power to say no. We can say no. We can mm. say yes to God and we can say no to temptations. Mm. And, and, that, and that gives us a lot of freedom. So today I want you to, to say no. Today I want you to experience the freedom that God has given to you. Uh, in church in Moscow, uh, as the pastor of the church, spend a lot of time talking to people who are in rehabilitation from drug and alcohol program. And when we begin to talk about freedom, their, their eyes light up. Freedom, freedom from temptation, freedom from this, this, these urges that have been controlling me. said, yes, you have freedom and it's freedom that God has given you. You have to choose to follow after that freedom, to follow after God. You have to make a choice, but you have the freedom to choose. And that's part of the salvation, the gift of salvation that God has given us is the freedom to choose God, the freedom to choose, follow him instead of following our urges or following into the situations that we may feel like have taken hold of us.
2: Mm-hmm. Paul, when you were talking, I was thinking about your oldest son, William. And when he was about five years old, we took him and Anya, his little sister, to uh, the whole day. It was we took him to a, like a, a musical. We took him out to eat. I mean, we just had the whole day with them. And so, <clears throat> when we got in the car, William, he he took his he's just so little, and he took his little finger, and he went like this, and then he went. And I said, William, what are you doing? He said, well, I just turned off my disobedience button and I just <laughs> turned on my obedience button. And he was perfect the whole day. Why? Because he chose, like you're talking about, Paul, mm-hmm. he chose to do right.
1: Yes. Well, we make a choice. Well, here in First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, it says, God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able. Who will not suffer, permit, uh, who, who will not permit you to be tempted above which you are able to to deal with in life so when we experience difficulties in life when we experience temptations sometimes we're tempted to think this is bigger than me i just can't deal with this i d- i don't i don't have the maturity i don't have the strength i can't make the right decision anymore i just can't deal with this anymore i'm just going to give in to my temptations i'm going to give in to the situation well the, that is a choice to give in You're making the decision there to give in, but it's actually saying that God is faithful and He's with you in that situation. And if He's with you in that situation, then you have the strength to say no. And and that's so important for us to realize that we have the
0: strength and we have the freedom to say no. Absolutely. I've been looking for the Bible verse. Mom, maybe you can help me. I couldn't find it right now. But Jesus talks about, woe to those who tempt others. Mm-hmm. And if you flip it around and say, I feel so sorry for that person tempting me. You know, maybe it's someone tempting you to steal. Maybe it's telling, tempting someone to lie about a situation. You should feel really sorry for that person because the Bible says that those people would be judged differently. Those who lead others astray, those people leading that will be treated very, very mm-hmm. strongly. And Jesus talks about it. Mom, it- well,
2: it's, he says it's better... That a millstone be thrown, be wrapped around their neck than to entice or tempt a little one.
0: And I know that, you know, that's not really what we're talking about, but if you think about it, I think that will help us stray away from temptation because if you flip it around and think about that person tempting you, you can really feel sorry for that person.
2: Well, temptation is, I (laughs) mean, it's i mean it's it's unfortunate but the enemy can use us against one another
1: oh he does he does with great joy oh.
2: because none of us are perfect and we all we all have pluses and we all have minuses and sometimes our minuses are really affecting each other and and we're tempted like, like you can be tempted. Maybe I'm talking to somebody right now. You're tempted because of the way somebody treats you to just decide, I'm done with that. I'm closing my heart to that person. Well, that's a normal feeling. But that's a temptation. You've got to recognize that's not just a new thought. That's a temptation from the enemy to get your heart heart hardened. Some people's hearts are so hardened that they react to other people from that hardened place who have nothing to do with their pain. And so our temptation was to be bitter or to be angry or to point a finger or to be critical or to close our heart. Sometimes we think when we close our heart, that we're, that we're going to be protected. No, we're not protected. We're still behind the wall of pain. And the only person that can release us from that pain is us saying, Jesus, I, this is a temptation. I refuse this temptation, and I'm going to forgive that person right now. And, and I'm talk, I know I'm talking to somebody right now because that temptation to be angry or bitter, it's not a good path. I've been down that path. It's not a good path. And, and we've got to recognize, no, this isn't just a way that humans act and oh, I need to deal with this psychologically. No. No. We need to recognize it's a temptation. It's spiritual. The devil is coming after what you have, your joy, your peace. And if he can get you angry or upset or bitter, then, then he has influence over you.
0: I'm thinking about Joseph. Before we started home this night, I was thinking about Joseph. Oh. How he ran away from Potiphar's wife. And I thought, gosh, she's such a great example. Oh, Simple solution. Very simple solution. Run away. That's probably a solution for most of our temptation. Just walk away. Get outside. Go on a walk. You know, take a break. Go to the restroom. Get away from that table where conflict's going on where you could could be tempted to say a few things you shouldn't say. That's good. Just get away. Walk away. You can always walk back.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: I think Joseph is a great example in that whole situation. Even though, you know, his, Potiphar's wife was just evil in what she did but and how she treated him. It was very malicious. But Joseph walked away, and you know what? In the end, he was redeemed. God is always faithful. That's what this verse says. Amen. All right, the theme
1: this week is how to successfully divert and overcome temptations. And the theme of today's home group and the daily program with my father, Rick Renner, is fleeing with your feet. And Joel, you let us right into the subject. <laughs> fleeing with your feet.
2: Very good, Joel.
1: Here it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, But will with the temptation also make a way of escape? Make means to creatively make. Sometimes you have to be creative in how you get out of the situations you find yourself in. And escape is really the word escape, like exit, to walk out of a situation. Not so long ago, I was in a meeting uh, with some other bishops and pastors here in Moscow. And among other... Uh, among other of my some of my other responsibilities beyond church, I'm also involved in uh, Union of Churches or the churches that we're connected to here in Moscow, here in Russia. And uh, part of my responsibilities is to be involved in some of the more conflict in some of the conflict situations. And and we and we sat down to talk about this situation. I wasn't particularly involved in this specific subject, and. And all of a sudden in my heart, I heard the Holy Spirit tell me, get up and walk out. Thought, this is odd. I'm supposed to be here. But the Holy Spirit just told me to get up and walk out of the room. I'm like, but it's my responsibility to be here in this room right now. I'm not supposed to go anywhere. I'm supposed to sit here. What felt like an eternity to me I was trying to debate what the best thing to do would be, because the Holy Spirit is telling me to get up and walk out of the room, and and everything else is telling me that I'm just supposed to sit here in the room. Um, the situation wasn't, you know, some some type of dire, great situation, but for some reason, in that particular situation, the Holy Spirit told me to get up and walk out of the room. So I I, I got up and walked out as if I was going to the restroom or something, and took a walk. Uh, I texted someone in the meeting and said, please, to let me know when, uh, when, when we're done with this subject and I'll, I'll come back. And, and I went for a walk and I came back when the subject was over. What, what was the Holy Spirit trying to uh, protect me from? M- maybe, maybe if I was in the room, I would have heard some things that would have hurt me or would have affected my heart. Maybe if I was in the room, I could have been tempted to say something that I would have later regretted? Maybe. I don't know. And the wise brothers in the room were, were wise enough and filled with the Holy Spirit to deal with the situation without my involvement, so I mean I didn't have to be there, the Holy Spirit was there, the Holy Spirit was guiding them, I could trust them, but what, what am I trying to say? Sometimes you know on a practical level that you're supposed to be in a certain place, but then on a spiritual level, you think, I should be somewhere else. I should be doing something else. And, and you kind of feel conflicted. The Lord provides us with a way of escape. We don't always take it. That's what I, some, we, don't always, we don't always take it. He provides us with a creative way of getting out of difficult situations. We don't always take it. Sometimes we think that that can't be right. The, the there's I mean we've got to stay here till the end or or there has to be there has to be a solution to this issue or or maybe I should just maybe I should just hang on and and it would be a test of my will and when I get through this situation I'll know that I'm stronger and better for it I, I dealt with my temptations well sometimes if for instance you know uh, some people that are fasting just don't sit down and eat with other people. They just let the other people do their thing, eat, and, and you know they'll they'll just take a walk while you're eating, come back to, you know towards the end when you're having your tea and coffee at the end of the conversation. Sometimes for someone who's fasting, the easiest way to avoid temptation is to you know get up and take a walk. Now of course that seems so simple, but isn't that you know doesn't that work <laughs> if you're tempted? Find a way of escape. Use your feet, just like Joseph did. Use your feet. Get up and walk out of the room. Uh, Trust the Lord that he'll take care of those things that you think you should be involved in or you you should follow through to the very, very end. Maybe you don't have to follow through to the very, very end. Maybe you don't have to be there. Maybe you don't have to put yourself in a situation where it's difficult for you to say no. Maybe you can just use your feet, get up, and walk out of the room. Make a choice, make a choice. Now, if the get back to the people at uh, church right now that are in drug and uh, alcohol rehab, if they would have made the choice to get up and walk out of the room mm. at a certain point, then they probably wouldn't have ended up uh, where, you know, where their experiences in life eventually led them. If someone had have just told them, it's time for you to get up and leave. If if they would have been obedient to that voice, they could have avoided so many problems and difficulties that came in their lives. So use your feet. God will provide you a way of exit. Amen. 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 That's just wonderful.
2: That was great, Paul. I, I think also if you're in some almost to get in a heated argument, you could use your feet. You could say, you know, I don't think I need to say anything anymore. I'm going to go away for a minute, and I'll I'll come back. You used your feet, and you saved an argument and strife and a whole lot of discontent. Use your feet.
0: Amen. Joel, remind us about what we're uh, offering today. Well, you can get the free download. It's the study guide for this lesson, for this series, I'm sorry, Divert and Overcome Temptation. How to Successfully Divert and Overcome Temptation. And you can get Dad's TV series on the same subject at Renner.org. This TV series is awesome. Along with it, of course, A Life Ablaze. This book has helped a lot of people. How do you rekindle those fires so you're a life ablaze for God again? That's what this book is about. Amen. Father God, I thank you for the
1: fellowship that you've given us tonight. And I ask you, Lord, to help us to avoid temptation. And I thank you for the the creative way of escape that you've provided for each
0: of us. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed that teaching, please like, subscribe, and comment so more people can see it.